I'm keeping that. <laughs> hey, this is Toon Sad Boys Squad. I'm Jiggly. I'm Adnan. Well done. <laughs> Jiggly, like Prime Paint Manning, is called an audible at the line. And there's the football <laughs> reference with that RJ immediately. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, it actually has to specifically be a Cincinnati Bengals reference if RJ's not here. Yeah, yeah RJ's not here. It couldn't, be, it couldn't be Carson Palmer, though, because Carson Palmer stunk and you would not be able to do audibles at the line. Uh... We, oh, yeah, was it, was it I'm trying to think of like the the best. What wasn't the best uh, Bengals quarterback ever? Like Boomer Esiason, which is like not much Palmer. to say. Well, I mean, I think statistically it was Carson Palmer, but like you know he, how like he, statistically he, Jay Cutler is the best quarterback the Bears ever had, but everyone knows it's Sid Luckman anyway. Who's Sid Luckman? I thought McMahon was considered the best Bears quarterback ever. Sid Luckman was like Hallis era. Like way back, like he was the guy who uh, actually like basically revolutionized the quarterback position. I look up Cincinnati Bengals best quarter QB ever, and the first thing that pops up is Andy Dalton, which is not the answer. Um, let's see. I found. Yeah, I think he might from, be, well, I think yeah, he might be statistically the best. I found yeah. an article from Clutch Clutch Points who have Jeff Blake at five, Carson Palmer at four, Andy Dalton at three, Boomer. As Sison, the guy Boomer I Sison. About, uh, two, and some dude named Ken Anderson at number one. Oh, Played Ken for Anderson. 15 years. I remember the name Ken Anderson, but I don't the remember Bengals anything about him. made the Super Bowl? Him. Yeah, they made the Super Bowl once. I never knew that. Okay, now there's a, a uh, somewhat, por- not, not somewhat pornographic, but a very, you know those like game advertisements that you get yeah. on like the web? Yep, one of those ones at the end of the article, so fair play. Well, I mean... That's on everything now at this point. Vibes. So, uh, oh, wait a second. Conference championship. They actually made the, uh, made the Super Bowl twice. Did they? I, yeah, I, I, and wait, both, I times, both times they lost to the 49ers. <laughs> what is it? Did, they, did they actually? Okay, why did I click on that? I got... I, Got sent to mobile mode. Anyway, uh, so you're probably wondering why we're doing this early. Uh, you're probably not. You're you're not going to be wondering about why we're actually talking about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, because obviously we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals because RJ is not here. But we're doing this early because uh, because Tuesday is Eid and Adnan can't record then, and uh, it's it's much more difficult to work around RJ's schedule than it is to work around Adnan's schedule. <laughs> Because until, yeah, although that's going to, yeah, that's, that'll be the case for a few more weeks until I then go to Bosnia for three weeks and then I actually have a job. So we got we to gotta, we gotta enjoy me being a bum while we can because I slept until noon once again today. Uh, yeah. I'm also a bum. Yay. Yeah, being a cool. bum is fun sometimes. Or all the time, to be fair. So until you wake up in the noon and hate yourself. What? No, I'm kidding. I- I wake up at 9.30, which is late oh, by get, my parents' standards. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get back to that, to be fair. I need to get up at, like, 8.30 soon. Like, I'm, I'm going to be going, get, trying to get to class by, by 9.30. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Like, that's a while when I start my job. I'm going to worry about that. But you know what? I'll cross the bridge when I get there. As we always say. So, we got some, we got some soccer? I hope so. 
it's weird that we yeah we don't we don't get to start with like European soccer because obviously everyone's on vacation. Well, I mean, technically we're technically we're starting with European soccer, which just like if you got any transfer yeah, rumors like, that you can think of on the uh, field. I'll, I'll I'll just keep going. Uh, Donnarumma yeah. is official to PSG. I don't think that was the case last time we talked about, it, or maybe it no, just happened. No, it wasn't official. We were we were discussing it. We were okay, discussing so, yeah. the possibility of it, but it wasn't official yet. Yeah, so that actually showed up like that's, Sunday. Uh, that might be one of the best signings in recent memory. They get a goalkeeper like that for free at his age. It's unbelievable business, to be fair to them. Like it's 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 kind of scary how low key that's been talked about because he's already one of the best goalkeepers on the planet. And what is he? Twenty two now. Yeah, what is he the same age? I think, I think he might be I, younger no, than me. He, he's my age. No, okay, he's, he's your age? age. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was younger than me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's 22 right now. He's born February 25th, 99. Because life he is, is only scary. slightly older than me. This is uh, the first tangent of of many already. Well, not the first, but I was on a dating app and some girl had her Instagram linked, and she's like, she, she's 19, which. Whatever, and then I realized her Instagram said whatever her name was, two thousand two. I'm like, man, that's young. And I'm like, wait a second, there are nineteen year olds born two thousand two. That is horrifying. I don't like uh, that. We're getting like, we're we're getting to the age. Uh, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast. I believe our uh, target audience is around like uh, fifty. <laughs> all right, you know what? If if they can't relate, that's unfortunate. But but are, uh, are you are you in are you in ninety nine or are you all yeah ninety nine. Okay, I'm trying to check. I remember, yes, our target age demographic is 28 to 34. <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's it's, 37% of our audience is 28 to 34. They'll, they'll hopefully somewhat get there. But, uh, well, I mean, they, I think they're getting to the other half of this, which is uh, with, uh, as, uh, as people who watch soccer and cover soccer, or at least care about sports in general, we're getting to the age where like, there's players that are younger, younger than us now. But that happened to me. Well, that was the first ever play that happened with me was, was Mbappe back in high school. Because Mbappe rose to prominence when I was in high school. And he's, what I think is like months around my age. Or like how Georgi Mihailovic is only a week older than I am. And he was playing for the fire when I was in high school, which is a dynamic. Yeah. Uh, let me look at Mbappe. But uh, I, guess, I guess our, uh, our listeners, since it's 28 to 34 age range, are getting to the point of their lives where uh, players... Younger than them are younger than them are retiring. Oh man, that's what's like <laughs> or my dad's age, where my dad has seen play like the kids of players that he used to watch, like uh, Cliver. He remember, he remembers watching a teenage Cliver, and now he's watched Cliver's teenage son, which is horrifying. <laughs> and Bappe is genuinely a month older than I, or a month younger than I am, and that's horrifying. Erling Holland is two years younger than I. Erling Holland was born in two thousand. I do not like this. <laughs> I do not like the thought of this. Can we? I'm gonna change the subject back to the 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 summer uh, the summer Can we stuff. Time. Donnarumma, good, big signing. Yeah, PSG know what they're doing. Um, they're, what um, happens to Kaylor Navas? He just gets disrespected like always. Oh, I mean, like, just where where does he go at this point? I don't. I still have no idea where De Gea is gonna go. Wait, is De Gea there too? No, but like De Gea is. It's because you know United have the Dean Henderson De Gea problem. And people want Dean Henderson to start there, which means they have to get rid of De Gea. But where's De Gea? Because I don't, I don't know why the big teams could use a goalkeeper. And now if you add Kaylin Navas to that, it's mental. Everyone's got a goalkeeper. I mean, you know. AC Milan already have a goalkeeper to replace Donnarumma, which is funny. I forgot who Bro, it was. Uh, my, Magnan. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mike Magnan. Magnan, oh, whatever. 
Oh, he my played, nan? Yeah, yeah, my nan um, played for the little team that just won the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I recognize that name. So I, I can't name a single big team that can use a goalkeeper. And that's horrifying. So best of luck to De Gea and Navas when they have to figure out where they're going. Is, uh, where's Joe Hart at, at, uh, around these days? Uh, he's the Spurs third string. I thought he was still playing like somewhere in like Serie A. Joe, Joe Hart was... Oh, he was in Torino back in the yeah, day. Yeah, he was with Torino. That. That's why oh, I was fun. thinking of Joe Hart because I saw, I saw something about Torino. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, speaking yep. of AC Milan, Giroud went to AC Milan, which is much more of a low-key signing. He'll be a bench player. He'll just provide experience and when they're in Champions League, stuff like that. Yeah, it's just something to note. Although How? he was in the he was in the French uh, the uh, French team that lost, but I mean he was selected to a very yeah. seemingly powerful French team. I'm telling you, if he was starting instead of Benzema, who knows? Drew's only a year older than Benzema is. That's kind of weird to think about. I thought Benzema was older. Okay, uh, okay. and this third, this third name, I don't re- I don't recognize it. Well, do you recognize it now? I think I do now. Rodrigo De Paul. He he had a really he had a breakout year for Udinese. He was part of the Argentina team that just won the Copa. He assisted Di Maria's goal in the final. He's a very good. I think he's like an attacking midfielder. Can play out wide sometimes. He went to Atletico Madrid, so he is very much someone to watch out for this coming season. Because if he like keeps growing, then he's going to be big. That's fun. Yeah. So remember so this when Rodrigo DePaul goes off and you're like, oh, I know about this guy now. <laughs> you're welcome. So we're going to talk about Japan now. Well, we aren't. You are. No, mostly. I guess. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, I didn't even realize this as I was putting together the... Uh, as I was pu- putting things together. Isn't like the Olympics are starting between this podcast and the next, right? Really? I th- uh, they I'll might look it be? up real quick. Hopefully they actually start if because they... things are getting scary again. Yeah. Well, if they are starting between this podcast and the next, I want to do some some previews for that. Correct. Um, you are, the U.S. play Saturday. Okay. So I so, guess we'll get to that when we get to the women's stuff. I just need to... Yeah, because the, the Olympics start on the 23rd, which would be Thursday? Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- no, Friday. It starts on Friday, obviously. That makes just, a, sense. just a random question just before we get to that. at 6.30. Six thirty in the morning. Game. Yep, because remember okay. Japan. Well, well, I mean, could have been, could have been much, much earlier. Oh, yeah, than it'll that. probably be much worse later on in the tournament. Yeah, but uh, uh, well, sounds like let's just say whenever you start talking, I hear the background sound. It sounds like the background of every single summer anime. So uh, you're already in Japan, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what to make yeah, of that. The, so. Just like I hear cicadas or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I hear them now. To be fair. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get to that then after I get through like the Japan uh league. So uh, Sarza Osaka took a one-one draw against Vissel Kobe. Uh, it was a 90th minute equalizer from Osaka, and there was a really uh, good you defensive repeat stop. That? On my end, for some reason, it like freaked out. And I don't know if it'll freak out with the recording. Oh, I think I, I think it's because like, I like, like kind of moved my head a bit. Okay, because yeah, it lagged. No, no, it lagged, and then you said the entire sentence like half the time. It was weird. That might have just been the way that I said it too. Fair enough. <laughs> 
yeah, Sarazo Osaka took a 1-1 draw against Fizzle Kobe. There was a 90th minute equalizer from Osaka. There was a really nice play in like the ninth minute with like there's a Kobe player in on goal with like no one to beat. Like he got past the keeper, but uh, the the guy uh, this Osaka guy got in front of him. It was nice. I wanted I want the fire to get that defender and put him there instead of Kaplhoff. Uh, FC Tokyo will go up against Osaka on Wednesday, a four-game win streak, or a team that got some big confident boosts in the Champions League. We'll see what happens with that. Um, tell them we are modern. No, no, just tell them we... Why did I put modern? I did not mean to put <laughs> modern there. That's weird. I was going to reference the tell them we are back meme I see on football yeah, sometimes. Why did I, I, don't, I, put I looked at, there? I looked at modern and I'm just like... Huh. What is modern. this supposed to mean? This is gonna be like me freaking about Kankakee last week, which we'll get to <laughs> later, but I was I knew something was going on in Kankakee, so I was not going completely it was right. crazy. It was this right. This one I'm this one I'm concerned about though. Because I don't even know what we could have been talking about with the modern stuff, but we move nonetheless. We are back. We as in um, Tokyo. I don't know, maybe it's because we're talking about modern SpongeBob. But that must have been it. That uh, must have been it. <laughs> I hope. I love how Yo, I love, I love how little Arby's look good. By the way, I just saw an ad for my TV. I love how little we, how little of the uh, pregame that we're gonna have on there. The little of the pregame that we're, I'm gonna have is just the part of Me you singing. randomly singing in the background. Dude, and yeah. th- there's this whole conversation that is just bleeding into this episode. I love it. Uh, this is chaos, and I love it. Uh, Shonan Blamari. Oh, sorry, what? Tokyo's only four points away from Europe. Tell them we are back. Uh, you mean Asia? That's funny. That's that's funny. To be fair, I'm so used to just saying Europe. I didn't re- imagine FC Tokyo. In the I don't think. League. I don't think. I don't think FC Tokyo is gonna make is, is gonna make Asia though. I mean, Vissel Kobe, Zagan yeah, Tosu is having just some having a too much great to time. Honestly, I, obviously Kawasaki's gonna win. Marinos is doing really well. Nagoya started off the season really well. They've kind of fallen off a bit. But yeah, Kobe, Sagantosu, you're not going to pass that. You might be able to get past, like, the Reds, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, Sternon Balmari did not play, and uh, for general uh, J-League news, we got uh, Kyogo Fu- uh, Furuhashi, who was the Vizzle Kobe player who scored against Osaka, is going to Celtic. So that's fun. Uh, Celtic- is he Japanese? Yes, he is Japanese. Uh, Celtic just got the... Uh, the coach from Marinos uh, a little while ago. Uh, let me just check this for a second Following so I can know his name. Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, no, it's his name's, is this, no, his name's also Shinsuke Nakamura. The Japanese guy used to play for Celtic, right? I don't remember. I don't remember very many okay. things. But uh, the current coach... The, Shinsuke, the guy sorry. Been, okay, Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. You, ever, you don't know Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I might... Scored free kicks, was Japanese, played for Celtic. Do you think I care about that Farmers League? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't don't be like Matt Doyle. Hey oh. I thought I thought I, I need I need RJ here to help me out with like with that and, and saying <laughs> like it's freaking farmers league. Why do I care? Why should I care about that? Anyway, uh yeah, Celtic recently hired uh Angelosa Potescoglu. Uh, who is a Greek guy who grew up in Melbourne. 
Uh, he was coaching Yokama Marinos until recently when he was hired by Celtic. And so he's bringing over a guy who didn't even play on his team. He was just in the league, uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. So we'll see how that works for him. Uh, anyway, we can move on to women's soccer. So we got, uh, we got our Olympics preview. Now I got to pull stuff up because I set this up because I didn't think about it. Uh, Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? Life comes at you quick. Hopefully Canada do. I don't know why, but I always, I've always got an appreciation. Do I? I think I do have an appreciation for the Canadian women's team. I don't know. Christine Sinclair is still going somehow. Uh, you want to talk about the men's side first? You think I care about men's Olympic soccer, to be fair? I <laughs> let mean, me, let me see it's an international qualified. tournament. Olympic soccer. I'll probably, I'll surely watch the final if I can. Let me see. Uh, um, the, uh... It is funny wow. that women, women's Olympic soccer, the Olympics are okay. actually bigger for women. You, okay, don't, don't look this up. Don't look this up because I really want to know what you think. Who do you think qualified uh, from Europe? It's four teams. Who qualified? There's only four? Only four teams from Europe qualified. I know Spain is for sure. Yes, Spain I made don't it think, in. I don't think France actually did, right? France made it. France made it. Is Germany in there? Yes. Who is the fourth? It's not England. It is not. Ooh, it's probably someone stupid. Then. No, Portugal should have a good young team, but I guess it's not them, nope. right? No, I assume this them. last team. I assume this last team is stupid. Yes, it is. So I'll go uh, Romania. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. I know I have a Romanian friend. He always gets hyped up by the youth teams. Yes, it's Romania. Uh, yes, sir. South American, uh, why do only, obviously. Why do, why do only four teams qualify from Europe? Only 16 teams total. What a weird tournament. Yeah, so we got oh, uh, Honduras is in. That's good. Yeah, Honduras and That's Mexico harsh. because you know. Oh yeah, I forgot about U.S. Yeah, Honduras failed. The U.S. just stink. Uh, then Saudi Arabia made it in because Japan already qualified by being the host country. So Saudi Arabia, uh, I, actually, it looks like South Korea South was the Korea one that snuck in. in. Well, I mean, South yeah. Korea was the one that snuck in because I would expect Australia and South Korea to make it. Oh yeah, because Australia are also in. Well, you would expect. No, you, do you mean Saudi Arabia snuck in because you expect South Korea and Australia yes. to sneak in? Okay, to qualify. Yeah. Okay, so they were, uh, South they were uh, although I've heard some things about South Africa might not be able to play be, due to a COVID outbreak on the team. Don't know. Uh, but Egypt and Cote d'Ivoire ma- made it in from Africa. <sighs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't be, don't be one of those ones. It's Ivory Coast. <laughs> we... Yeah, but Cote d'Ivoire is, is like much more fun to say and That's actually true. kind of shorter to say. It's also weird how countries are pronounced differently in different places. It's weird that like... Oh yeah, Inglaterra? Or like... <laughs> That's what Brazil England is. Like Brazilia, Brazil's called Brasilia. I don't know why we all just don't call it Brasilia. It's weird. I completely forgot. I completely forgot what, uh, what uh, England is called in Japanese, but I remember when I was learning it from Duolingo, uh, so it's how good Duolingo is at teaching Japanese. I remember that I was just like, that is weird. I did not expect that. Yeah, it messes uh, me up sometimes when I think about how Munich is actually called like Munchen, but we just all call it Munich for some reason. <laughs> uh, the, English um, langu- the English language in Japanese is ego. Ego. <laughs> they like come, um, nothing. Like, some so, yeah, the groups, but they've got like test outbreaks. The interesting thing is uh, Group A looks interesting because uh, it's Japan. Group B absolutely stinks. Yeah, Sorry. Group B stinks. No, yeah, Group B kind of stinks, but Group A is kind of the group of death, I guess, because you got I Japan, assume. who are the hosts. South Africa doesn't really matter that much, but Mexico and France. So one out of Japan, Mexico, and France is not going to make it out. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I'd yeah. really, I really, I'm really cheering for Japan. Of course. I mean, yeah, obviously weeb stuff, but also out of all of these teams, who do you think that I care about the most? Yeah. Let's <laughs> think about that. Spain should win from what I can recall. Cause I think they mentioned the euros, a bunch of players that were at the euros are also going to the Olympics. And that's just like a jump up in quality. Yeah. Although Brazil, I think, brought some decent players too. So it'll it'll be fun. Brazil, Germany in the group stages is a funny matchup. Argentina, Spain could be interesting. I think Barco's at the Olympics, so fair play to him. Even though he should absolutely he be in the first there? team by far. How did Barco even make it there? Because yeah, they still have hope in him. He, like, he should be a full <laughs> international by now, but he's, his career has gone south. Hey, oh, since he flew south to Atlanta. So who okay went north Atlanta from Argentina, but you know what I mean. So all of these other groups, I can see like the two teams that are going to make it out, and obviously Group A's got three teams that are going to be battling for it. So Group B, South Korea is going to make it out. Out of the other three, out of New Zealand, Honduras, and Romania, who do you think Romania. makes it out? Romania's got a good youth team, like genuinely. I think that's like then like. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Romania may have a good youth team, but I, I do think that the Kiwis and uh, Honduras are a bit under, would be a bit underrated in this group. That's fair, but I, I'd pull Romania, especially because I assume they had to beat someone decent to qualify. Maybe they just got a really easy qualification group. All right. Oh, basically, right. no, it's from the Under-21s Championship. That's how it was qualified. So the oh, semifinals of the U-20s. <laughs> fair play to them. Yeah, they made it out. What group were they in? Okay, Romania was in the group. Romania was in the group with France, England, and Croatia. Yeah, see, respect Romania. Okay. Yeah, they they won that group. Although most of it came from a big win against Croatia. (laughs) Oh, that's when Croatia eliminated England with like a last second goal too. Yeah. Uh, Romania won 4-1 against uh, Croatia. Is is this Puskas' son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe not son, but maybe grandson, because Buskas is very old. Yeah. If he's still alive, to be fair. And then uh, Haji, I don't know if Hagi's son is still at that youth team, but I know Hagi's, Hagi's son plays for Romania now. I'm trying to see, because there's, there's also... What the heck? Okay. Whatever. I'm just not going to look into that. Uh, that's that's pointless to look into. Um, so yeah, moving on with that. Let's see. So we got uh, the women's side now. Okay, this one we'll we'll get a bit deeper into because it's more fun. Uh, because it's it's definitely a whole lot more random. Just considering the fact that Zambia made it. Zambia that's, Zambia that's qualified stuff. from uh, from CAF. Uh, then the AFC qualifying tournament. Uh, Korea didn't actually make the Olympics. I, I think this might be the Chinese women's national team's uh, first Olympics in a long time. I think. Oh no, they made it. They made it in 2016, but they didn't qualify in 2012. Uh, hmm. But yeah, like, let's just say China was really good in 1996. Like, from 95 to 99, China's women's national team was, like, amazing. And then they just sort of fell off after uh, they got destroyed by the 99ers. Uh, U.S. The uh, Brandy Chastain goal. In the final. Yeah. Well, penalty. 
Uh, oh, they only sent one one team from South America. Oh, and I don't think I don't think you're gonna like this because uh, France didn't make the uh, Olympics. Well, there's no reason for me to care now. <laughs> there's literally there. Well, there's only twelve teams as well, which is strange. Yeah. Well, uh, France didn't. Well, the qualifying for uh, the qualifying for UEFA was actually really different. They actually had it as the last three, the last three teams from UEFA in the tournament. I think that's how they decided to do it, or something like that. So the final what? three teams, yeah, it's weird. So the final three teams that made it to like the semifinals was England, Netherlands, and Sweden. Uh, France lost to the U.S. in the quarterfinals, so they didn't make it into the Olympics. And Italy was supposed to be like actually had it is growing a fairly decent team, but they didn't make it either. Uh, so we got the groups. So Group A: Japan, Canada, Great Britain, and Chile. Uh, so yeah, Japan, Canada, and Great Britain are getting out of that group. I don't really see Chile doing much. Uh, we can move on then. <laughs> Wait a second. Why yeah. is it? Why is this Group E? Oh. What? Okay, now I know what that means. So they have they have the men's tournament as groups A through D, and then for the women's tournament, it's group E, group F, and group G. That's funny. Okay. Um, the U.S.'s group is like... Uh, I was going to say it's a fairly cupcake group, but it is Sweden and Australia and New Zealand, and like all three of them have pretty solid... have like... Let's just say their men's teams are not that good, but their women's teams are top-notch, and obviously Australia has Sam Kerr. So that's going to be interesting. Um, what is it? Ranking? Okay. Uh, then Group F is the very bad one with uh, China, Zambia, the Dutch, and Brazil. So whoever gets third in there might not make it through. Huh. So what, 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 do you what do you think of Group F, then? Just well, I, on, based on vibes, like, I, I, we obviously know you don't know much about women's soccer anyway. Just based on vibes, Group F. <laughs> let me, okay, I found Group F. Brazil-Holland is, you know, should be a good matchup, I assume. Uh, China-Zambia yes. is going to be a game that is going to be played between those two teams. <laughs> it is um, a I'm, game. I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of Group G having Australia and New Zealand together. Yeah. And then Sweden and the U.S., because the Swedes are usually good at the women's soccer, right? Sweden is usually good. I don't know like how they've been recently. I remember that uh, Hope Solo retired because she told she called Sweden uh, a bunch of uh, cowards, and somehow that's what made everybody hate her, despite there being many other reasons to hate her. That's yeah, what got I've, people to hate her. <laughs> you know what? Straws that break camels' backs and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, the Great Britain team is probably gonna be like the men's Great Britain team, where they're just gonna fail because Great Britain. The U.S. should probably win this, I assume, right? So they'll be fine. Go on, Chile. No, I don't actually don't. I don't. I don't read Chile at all. What am I saying that? I cannot. I don't think I can name a single Chilean women's national team player. So yeah, that's I got nothing. A bit concerning for me. I got nothing. China, Zambia is gonna be funny. Australia, New Zealand is gonna be funny. But that's that's all I got. Do I know any of these players. No, I don't know any of these players. Okay, cool. I'm trying to see if there's any other interesting players to mention. Well, I mean, like Great Britain has some solid players. I mean, the weird, the weird thing that the thing that bothers me about uh, Great Britain uh, is that they have Rachel Daly listed as a as a defender, 
she is one of the best strikers in the NWSL now after Kurz left. She's listed as a, as a defender for the Great Britain national team. And like oh. the fours that they actually have, Ellen White and Fran Kirby are pretty dang good. But you can have Rachel Daly up there too, right? I mean, uh, not my monkey, not my circus, as I like to say. <laughs> They've got to figure that out themselves. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, Saki Kumagai is uh, you playing me? from Munich. Sorry. Uh, the, the, the Japanese team is actually really, really young. So I'm, I'm not sure how to, how to take like, what, how, they'll, how well they'll do because it is a very young team. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Where's, oh man, there's, oh, wait, I was thinking, okay, I was thinking of somebody else I was about to mention, but this is not the person I was going to mention. Anyway, we can move on then. Uh, How much of the Olympics are you going to watch? I I don't promise I'm going to watch any of it, to be fair. I'll try to watch, like, the men's, maybe semi and final, if there's any good matchups. I'm not talking about Olympic soccer, I'm just talking about Olympics in general, like, um... I what is what is your thing. random sport? What is your random sport that you get into during the Olympics? <laughs> um, oh, I'm a big rowing guy. I think. Interesting. Like, I just, I just, I just throw it on and just vibe with it on. But I don't know if I'll even wake up on time to catch anything because I've been I sleeping mean, like, they, like a bum. They, Although they, actually, uh, I'll have be, replays. Oh, they, they'll probably have replays. That's true. Let me look at the Olympics dates again. Olympics 2021. I will. They've got BMX racing this time. Oh, nice! The Olympic ends <laughs> the last day before I go to Europe, so that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, the the Olympics is across the bridge when I get the thing. Where whenever I just, whenever I flip on the TV and see if I see anything funny, I'll go for it. I'll see if there's any Bosnians, but I don't think there are. To be fair, wait a second. So, there's there's baseball at the Olympics now. Uh, oh, they haven't had they haven't had baseball at the Olympics since two thousand eight. There's also a different type of basketball. I think there's like going to be a three-on-three basketball tournament. Yes, there's a three-on-three tournament for basketball. Weird. So that's fun. Uh, no, my my usual, it. my usual sport that uh, I get into is uh, women's rugby sevens. I watched every single game of rugby of women's rugby sevens in the uh, for the Rio Olympics because I, it's just something that interests me. I just like I, I like watching rugby sometimes, and it's really the only time that rugby is like widely available. Fair. Oh, and there's golf. Oh, and handball. I wanted. I remember. I remember that handball. Have you ever actually watched handball? A handball. Handball's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Handball is a vibe. Handball's nice. Trying to see if there's anything like actually really weird. Oh yeah, sailing. <laughs> oh, where's oh yeah, Greco-Roman style wrestling. Okay. I didn't know that they still did that. I thought that they removed that. Oh. Yeah, nothing else interesting here. Okay, we can move on. Oh, badminton. What the heck? There's five different programs for badminton. How many different programs do you need for badminton? Uh, singles, doubles for each gender, and then there's mixed, I assume. You're right. <laughs> I just checked. You're right. <laughs> I, don't, it's, I, I don't know how I rolled that off the top of my like As I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my, my Park League soccer schedule. But yeah, GG. 
and then there's ping pong, or as uh, Boris Johnson likes to call it, whiff waff. Um, has he actually called it that before? There was like he did a. There was there was this weird interview where he talks about ping pong, uh, and how it started in in England and it was called whiff waff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Okay. But okay, that's our that's our general Olympics preview. On to the NWSL, uh, actual, wins, actual women's soccer that I care about. Uh, only two points separate 7th and 2nd in the league, which is just complete chaos. This year has just been amazing, and I love it so much. That seems like your type of soccer, to be fair. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll, well, okay, we got to the next thing. I think I already put it in the chat, which is... The this this week's officiating blunder, another huh? red card send off, another red card send off. Uh, yeah, did you I'm watch that? The, I've just uh, I pulled it up as you started talking about women's soccer, and that does not look like a red card, which is yep, she was given a straight red uh, is... for denial of goal scoring opportunity. Obviously, uh, I don't think they scored off the penalty, but yeah, uh-uh. or okay. it wasn't a penalty. Maybe this was just outside the box. Oh no, she's not. That's definitely not Doc. So, because there's definitely a defender coming over. Yeah. And also, yeah, they actually score on the play anyway. Because if they hadn't blown the whistle, they would. She buries the finish. So yeah, that was uh, that was this week's uh, officiating blunder. I actually saw the NWSL commissioner as I was walking into uh, walking into SeatGeek. <laughs> I said I've just hi to her. Clip. I've just seen a clip of a. Uh, and Cross coming in, the goalkeeper coming out to punch the ball. And def- like a player runs into her, gets clobbered, and gets a yellow card as well. What happens in NWSL, man? You know, I don't know. I really don't know anymore. There was a, there were a couple of other plays where like it was very clearly uh it very clearly needed to be a yellow, but they just didn't didn't call it. That uh, was in the fourth minute of the game as well, I've just realized. That's amazing. Yes. It was a very, a very fun game. I guess uh, Gotham won three to two in the end, uh, but like Washington, I think had like a lead or something like that. Wait, wait, wait. So Washington, wait, wait. Who had a person sent off? Washington. Okay. Washington so was one, that was Paige Nielsen. Okay, so how did Gotham only win three two while playing up a person for eighty five minutes? Because Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman are really good. Fair play. Uh, yeah, actually. No, oh wait, that was Sam Staub who was sent off, not uh, Paige Nielsen. Uh, okay, so that's why my Twitter searches weren't working. Anyway, uh, yeah, Trinity Rodman actually took the lead for the Spirit in the 13th minute. Uh, so nice. they were act- so the Spirit, while down, while down a player, were leading uh, for a little while. Uh, yeah. But Mitch Purse got, got the 76-minute goal to win it for them. But yeah, there continues to be an issue. Uh, you know what? I should have uh, bothered Lisa Barrett about this then when I was walking into SeatGeek. Because, as I said, I walked in at the same time as her. So uh, I had to accidentally bother her because I had to get past her to get my, my lineup card so I can take my notes. And yeah, I should have asked something about officiating. Because, <laughs> man, this is, this is bad. This is really bad at this point. It is very bad. Like, I like chaos, but you get to a point where it's just, it's not, that's not worth it. Um, so yeah, that, 
that's the other red card controversy. Uh, so moving on to the Red Stars, I clicked on the wrong Red Stars game, although it doesn't really matter too much because about the same thing happened again. Red Stars had a terrible first half, uh, just did not look very... Just they, they just looked like the same team that they've been the entire season, which is just sort of not not really feeling threatening, I guess. Uh, you know, Vanessa DiBernardo got her normal shot from the top of the box, and that's kind of it. Uh, Kelia Watt tried for her own shot, and that was not troubling the keeper at all. And in the 12th minute, like, uh, Bethany Balser found her way behind Sarah Gordon, who completely was sleeping on the play. Sarah Gordon has sort of regressed a bit recently, I think. Uh, she has, she's not playing as well as she has, as she had been for a really long time. Uh, but one player who was playing very, very well in this game was everybody's favorite player, own goal, uh, who scored twice in this game, actually taking the joint lead for, uh, top of the, for golden boot, uh, which is five goals. Uh, that's own a great goal, stat to be fair. You, you, own so, goal you... is tied with Ashley Hatch, Sid LaRue, and Lynn Williams with five goals for the top of, uh, the top of the league. Yeah, well, you told you put that stat in the Discord when it happened. That's a great stat, to be fair. No team has scored so more. Good. No team has scored had scored more than four own goals in a season, and the Red Stars did it in three games, and they made they got an extra as well. The Red Stars uh, have been watching the Euros. Their leading goal scorer is own goal at this point, uh, and I believe. Uh, let me just check. Oh no, that player's place for hot. That 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 okay. I clicked on the wrong player. I thought that was a different player, but I believe the Red Stars, their best goal scorer right now, that isn't that is actually placed for the team and isn't uh, playing for another team, is is Mallory Pugh, and Pugh only has like three goals I think, uh, on the season. Uh, and that that's the other story that they finally did break it in the sixty fourth minute. They finally a real goal for the first time in forever. Uh, although this was... I mean, do you consider throw-ins a set piece? Unless it's... The only people like... Well, yeah, because if you do a big throw... So it wasn't really that big of a throw. It was a throw straight, straight to uh, Pew, like, on the edge of the box, and she turned around and shot it to the far post. So oh, it wasn't... borderline then, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really know if I'd call it a set piece, but it kind of worked like a set piece. But yeah, Mal Pugh, I think she has three goals on the season. Uh, I remember her scoring against Houston, I guess. I don't remember if she scored against Kansas City. But let me just check. Oh, no, she didn't even score against Kansas City. Yeah, so that is only her second goal on the season. So Mal Pugh did get a shadow hat trick because both of the own goals came like from her. Uh, like she set up the play. Like the first own goal was just a deflection. Like supposed to be across to the far post, but it took a deflection from Celia Jimenez, went in the far post instead of, you know, at the far post. And then the second own goal came off of a corner kick. Uh, Pew swears that uh, Tatum Milazzo had the goal for the Red Stars, but they still gave it as an own goal from uh, Alana Cook, who actually caused the corner kick in the first place. So that was interesting. Uh, and after they scored the two own goals, like the Red Stars actually looked decent. Like they looked like they were in control of the game for the first the first time that I've seen this team look in, in control since uh, they were playing against Sky Blue FC and the Challenge Cup, 
with like, you know, McCaskill finally working and uh, Bianca St. George is still there. So it's the first time they looked confident, but at the same time, it could have also just been OL Reign imploding because they they just fired their coach recently. They just they hired a new coach, uh, Laura Harvey, who's like one of the big names in the NWSL. And uh, she still can't come and coach them until after the Olympics because she is coaching the Olympics. <laughs> so that's an issue for the rain. Uh, as a pre- so for the Red Stars next game, it's going to be against Gotham. Uh, Gotham is still clicking. This is they've only had one loss this entire season. They lost one nil to Portland. Uh, they've gone six games unbeaten and the Red Stars still haven't really shown that much to really instill confidence is that in comp instill confidence in anyone so like the win streak is off of the back of literally nobody which oh man this is another great stat uh own goal has a higher share of goals for the red stars than uh sam kerr ever did that's tough (laughs) so they 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 are replacing sam kerr with literally nobody uh i was i was and really it's worked yeah it's worked <laughs> i don't know uh they've already broken the single season record in just three games uh and you know what i want own goal to break the goal scoring record total because that would be hilarious i love it um i'm trying to, i just saw something that completely just derailed my mind uh, but God, there, was, there was another fun fact about the whole own goal situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was asking around because uh, I didn't see who knocked in that second goal. I said it was Alana Cook. Uh, originally, I thought it was Celia Jimenez again, which would have meant that we would have another Adelton at SeatGeek. That's a shame. That's <laughs> it would have been Celia Jimenez again. Uh, the, which, like oh, how... man. Oh, this is, the, this is the fun fact that I wanted to have. Uh, so uh, there was... They... There, I just saw this random thing of like, oh, team of the week for the NWSL. And on that list, there are three different players who scored for the Red Stars in the past three games, and only one of them plays for the Red Stars. <laughs> well done. Because uh, Shea Groom scored an own goal, and so did Celia Jimenez. And both of them mm-hmm. are on that list. And then, of course, Mallory Pugh making it on that list because she's done I'd- pretty dang well. I don't mean to be harsh, but that 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 photo you've sent looks like the graphic design is my passion meme. Yeah, it does. That is not ideal. Yeah, but you know the absolute state of Megan Clindenburg's like name location, considering how high up it has to be as a result. That's funny. Fourth three formation as well. Anyway, and Bethany Balser isn't Bethany Balser, and I don't think Ashley Sanchez is a midfielder either. Is the league stopping it all for the Olympics? No. Fair enough. Uh, it's just going to keep going. Uh, that's why a lot of teams were worried about expansion because that means that they get a lot of their uh, their mid-level players get taken out. Uh, let's see. We got... Uh, I guess, yeah, next is Chicago House, and you can start talking now. Well, Chicago, yeah, I finally realized why, why I kept talking about Kankakee recently. It's because the Chicago House had a friendly there against... Oh, boy. I knew this, too. Steel City FC. Yeah. And they won 2-0, apparently, or was it 1? No, it was 2-0. Um, I wasn't able to watch, so I don't know what happened. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice that they've actually won a game. 
that's a good thing to hear about. They've got. You didn't go to. Uh, you didn't. You didn't go to that game. You didn't even watch the. Uh, you didn't even watch the fire game. Instead, yeah, sometimes you, you gotta do. You gotta do. Sometimes you, life takes precedent. All right. All right. Life, space which, Jam 2. life which is Space Jam Two. I, I want you to. Okay. If you do not. Okay. Neither of us actually watched this house game. Do you want to give your review of Space Jam Two instead? Space Jam Two is a good film. Drew Connor's gonna listen to this, but like, oh boy, I can't wait to see what they said about our friendly when we're talking about Space Jam 2 instead. But Space Jam 2 is a good movie. We got there a bit late because I ate a lot, but that's a long story. Um, we get there, and the film flies by. It's a good film. It's well written. There's some stupid jokes, but it's mostly good. LeBron James is not a great actor, but then this what makes it funny, to be fair. Um, decent plot. Everything is, yeah, it's a good film. It, that's all I can really say from it. It, it did everything it needed to. I had more fun than most Fire fans probably had watching the Fire play, that's for sure. But yeah. And you, you and RJ I mean, were trying to attack me in, in the comments, in, you, in the Discord about it. But I had a good time. Are you sure about that? It like, was a good looked, film. I mean, I saw Have the you one watched clip the film? of it. I saw like the one clip of it that looked like it was like a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> no, it's a lovely dystopian. Well, it's technically like a, a digital space nightmare. I don't know if you plan on watching this. I don't know how much to say about it. It was the, it was the part it was the part from uh, it's a futuristic nightmare. Not a it was like when one. it was like when Le, when LeBron was like, we need some people taller than six foot, and so suddenly it goes into Austin Powers. Oh, there's <laughs> a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, random like interactions. I don't I don't understand um, there's, any there's of that. There's a Harry Potter one, which is funny. Why couldn't there's, they just stay within Looney Tunes? A, they they do. Don't worry. I will say there's not a single non Looney Tunes player in LeBron's team. People were worried about that when the movie first came out, like when they first started teasing the film. But every every player on LeBron's team is a Looney Tune and LeBron and someone it's... else at the end, but it's fine. It's a good film. Watch it. Watch it and, and, and trust me. Uh, Chicago House are also good because they've won, so that's nice. Yeah, that's they nice that they game. finally won. I was at finally after one game. That after they did one win. goal. After, after one game, they finally won. Um, I was part of that like house call thing, whatever. And they, the guy mentioned the house have a game every weekend for however long it is, because they've got this coming weekend is like that that Nisa Cup thing. Then the weekend after that's also that cup thing, and then the actual league play starts against Detroit City. So that'll be fun, hopefully. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna cover that game because I've also got a party I'm going to, so that's gonna be fun for me to figure out. Oh, big man has a life going to parties and it's unbelievable. Like I'm actually doing things, man. It's unbelievable scenes here. I started this podcast when everybody else was doing as much as I was, and now everyone else is off doing things. Life, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? But yeah, up, up the house. Up the house. Uh, we got some CONCACAF Gold Cup stuff now. Uh, U.S. barely gets past Canada 1-0. It was a way too early goal from Shaq Moore. I didn't watch, and I didn't really pay attention, but I heard from my dad, who was sort of paying attention to it through Twitter, that it was kind of like the, uh, like the England-Italy game, where... Where uh no, yeah, it was England Italy where England scored way too early. Mm-hmm. It was like that, except uh, Canada didn't come back. Yeah, my dad watched. Um, uh, he was saying Canada outplayed the U.S. I saw an article headline saying the same thing, but it is also the USB team, so I'm not really too bothered. As I've said before, and as I'll say again, the Gold Cup barely matters this year, which is unfortunate because it should be. It's the equivalent to the Euros in terms of being the continental championship and just no one cares. 
Well, it's mostly because it's been owned by either the U.S. or Mexico every single year. So, I mean, like, what? when yeah, was the, la- was the last time a non-U.S. or Mexico team Canada, won it? Canada in 2000. 2002? 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2000. I was looking this up. And I think it was Canada in 2000. Yeah. But, like, South America, you know, it's usually the, the duality of Brazil, Argentina. I know Chile rocked up and did it, and, like, Uruguay has. But, oh, yeah, Argentina won the Copa in forever. But, whatever. The Gold Cup should matter more, but the U.S. have to focus on qualifying for the World Cup, apparently, because we absolutely stink. And Greg, well, Berhalter's yeah, because we didn't bald. qualify. The, we yeah, didn't qualify the last time. Bruce, I blame Bruce Arena for that. I'm, I'm probably have to blame Greg Berhalter for when we don't somehow qualify I mean, again. Yeah, like even even then, if like Bruce Arena was the reason why, it's still just like we didn't qualify. So, got to do something about that. Oh, you want to yeah. know who uh, who Canada beat in two thousand in the final? I assume Panama, Colombia. So we could have we could have had Colombia as the answer to the last non U.S. Mexico team to win the gold cup. That's funny. Yes, that would have uh, been funny for some reason. It's like how you're rooting for Qatar. Is this, yeah, is Qatar the only non Concacaf team in this tournament? How are they even doing in this tournament? I was about to get to that. I haven't I'm, seen a single Qatar scoreline. Uh, Qatar. Funny. Beat uh, Granada four nil in their first game. No, it was the fir- the first game was a uh, was a three three draw with Panama. Uh, Interesting. And uh, they beat they beat Granada four nil. So now uh, they've got the final game. I don't remember if it's tonight or not, but they've got their final game. Uh, let me check here. Got to click on a thing. Uh, they got their Imagine final they- game again at well, it's going to be against Honduras. I don't know when it, whether it's going to be. Okay, it's going to be uh, the night that this comes out uh, on uh, Tuesday night. But they've got, they've got Honduras, and in order for Qatar to not make it in, Honduras needs to beat Qatar, and Panada needs to crush Granada by at least four goals. That doesn't seem too unlikely, to be fair, because it doesn't seem too unlikely. Goals. Yeah, it doesn't seem too unlikely, and Granada is not that good. They already got smashed by two other teams, so they should be fine. But if Qatar beats Honduras, Qatar is not, into the tournament round. I would not be surprised if Qatar matches the U.S. and beats them in, in the knockout stages. Like, genuinely, I'm telling you this now. Well, they, uh, like, if, they meet, how... if they meet the U.S., it's going to be in the final. Oh, uh, uh, they're on opposite sides. It's a shame. I think... Well, okay, so if, uh, if Qatar US team, wins the this group... This U.S. team could lose to a non-Mexico team, then. If Qatar if Qatar wins their group, they'll play against El Salvador, and then they'd make the semifinals against the U.S. Wait a second, El Salvador made it. Didn't That's El Salvador? Funny. Didn't El Salvador not? <laughs> El Salvador beat out Trinidad and Tobago and Guatemala to win without actually qualifying. <laughs> That's the magic of the Gold Cup. To be fair, beautiful. Uh, but yeah, uh, the if Qatar wins. The wins the group, they'll play against the U.S. in the semifinals if both the U.S. and Qatar win their go on then Qatar quarterfinals. Uh, if they lose, if, or if they if they make uh, if they were second in Group D, they actually face Mexico right away. Well, that's that's gonna be GG for them then. That's uh, speaking speaking of uh, situations, Costa Rica and Jamaica already have made it past their group. Like they've beaten both of the other teams. The yeah, Guadalupe and Suriname have zero points and both costa rica and jamaica have Six. two wins so this game is going to basically decide who is going to be playing against uh canada and who will be playing against the u.s 
The U.S. actually could be in trouble against either of those two teams. Yeah. That's not ideal for the U.S. And the U.S. also have a stinky roster with Greg Berhalter in charge. So, yeah, I, I assume it's clear how little I rate this current U.S. team, to be fair. And Greg well, Berhalter also, is also uh, called. Also, Calvo is suspended. I didn't see his red card. It's I should not, check that. It's not Stonewall, I'll tell you that much. It's a weird thing. Where it's like he's defending a corner and him and the guy he's marking kind of like have a, a scuffle thing. And like Calvo puts his hand like it's hands to the face, but it's not really a punch. It's I don't know what it is. My in most instances, it would be a red, but I don't really think it's like a red red. I if you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. I'm looking here. Uh... Yeah, I'll dilly dally for a bit more. But yeah, if that's the truth. I don't actually have a look see, I'm looking at I'm looking at like I think Calvo hurt his arm slapping no, that was a different person who hurt themselves on a No yeah, Calvo tries, kick? Calvo tries to pretend like he's moving his arm up, but he is trying to make some sort of contact, I guess. I think. He's trying to do something. But yeah, Mexico haven't looked great either, so who knows what they're both to. Hopefully we get a funny winner of this gold cup then at least. And we can that would have be fun. fun with it. It's a shame Canada don't have Davies, though, because that's a huge miss. Yeah, wait, is, is Jonathan David injured, too? I haven't heard anything about him in this tournament, so he might be. I know Kyle Laren was playing against you, which was funny, because I remember him from Orlando. Yeah. Is Jonathan David injured? Let me just check. The oh, they, got, they got Dane St. Clair, though. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Jonathan David is, got called up. Well, he, that means that he would have been hurt or something or yeah, tired or there's whatever. There's no, there no other reason why he wouldn't be called up because he is yeah. like one of their best Definitely. players. So yeah, that's unfortunate for them. I'm pretty sure the adult embrace of own goals was against Orlando, right? Yeah, because we talked about this before the Orlando game. No, it was uh, Adelton's brace was against... Uh, I thought that was against uh, Philly. Oh, well, am I wrong again? Is it Philly? Maybe he did that like the game after the game before Orlando. Let me look up. I just check what we're doing next. Okay, we got we got MLS stuff next. Good segue. Um, no, it was, th- it was Orlando. Yeah, I think Kyle Laren also scores this game, which is why I was thinking about it because I remember why I mentioned Kyle Laren. Anyway, we got uh. Inter Miami has taken the lead in the wooden spoon, so that's fun. Uh, Seattle has finally lost uh, this time to Minnesota United, so they have finally ended their streak. And also, Minnesota is actually above the playoff line now, so that's some good things for my propaganda. Your MLS Cup prediction was it right? Yeah, that's good for my propaganda. Are uh, they Montreal? The, are they everyone's? Uh, are they the MLS second team for everyone? It's like I where think people at the in the yeah. like they have your main team, but then if you're like, oh, who else do you like? I'm like, yeah, I like Minnesota. I like what they're up to. Yeah, I think that they are. Uh, the, the Seattle Mariners. Uh, okay, let's not go that far. The Seattle Mariners of the 90s. Man. Oh, man. When we were in the 90s. <laughs> when we were. I was in the 90s for uh, two months and a year. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, we got... Uh, Montreal is unbeaten since their fi- win against the Fire. They're on a three-game winning streak as well. Uh, Insane comeback wait, against Cincinnati, wait, I, so, I, I saw I saw an extra thing there, and I was like, wait a second, I don't remember writing this. No, uh, that was on me. 
That was it, you. To Another counter thing, that point. Yeah, go on. Um, I forgot how many it's been, but if you take all the games played from the teams the Fire have beaten recently into Atlanta and Orlando, they haven't won in like 20 combined, I think. From like across the three teams. Maybe not 20, but because like Inter, Miami obviously is down bad. They stink. Atlanta Atlanta's sucks. down bad. Orlando didn't win, I don't think, since they played with the Fire. Yeah. And it kind of ties into that argument, but like maybe the Fire just had an easy run of games, which is why they won those, and which is also kind of proven by what happened on Saturday, which we'll get to. Uh, and also, the, uh, the biggest news of the week, I need to scroll back up for this, uh, Gabriel Heinze, the Atlanta United coach, was fired uh, sometime, around, uh, sometime on Sunday, like shortly after training was concluded that day. Uh, he also had uh, a bunch of complaints filed against him by the MLSPA, including stuff about like days off. Uh, he put them on the Peter Novak diet with, uh, for, with withholding water from players uh, to the point that apparently club medical staff had to intervene with this. And there's like some other stuff with like Josef Martinez, and I don't know about that part. Do you know about that part? The Joseph Martinez thing is an absolute mess that I've not gotten into. It's a whole thing, but... To, well, at to, least we're, we're finally seeing what happens to Atlanta United when they actually start losing. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing I, very empty stadium. I'm usually wrong, but I, I was right about this, where when they had like Almiron and Joseph and like the prime days where they were nailing every signing... I'm like, if this works now, but banking these big signings, and if they don't pay out, they're going to be in trouble. And then Pizza Martinez fails, at least got money back for them. I think they actually made profit on a sale. But Barco has flopped. They've not gotten players to replace Martinez. Martinez missed last year, but this year he should be back, and he's not been, and COVID obviously happened to him, but there's also other things going on. They can't find the right coach anymore. RJ put a thing in the Discord about apparently Frank DeBoer is interested, and that actually is like a possibility, and that'd be hilarious because Frank DeBoer is the worst coach in Premier League history, as we all the know. The worst coach in Premier League history. He cost Holland a place at the Euros because he had a disaster class against the Czechs, and he just stinks. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Do you know what their attendance was for the last game? Find it, well, the reported attendance is 42,500. Reported. But, I'm trying to see what it actually was. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see that game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's it, not I saw much pictures. longer. Players start being empty. Yeah, if things get start getting empty. Because I saw pictures of that attendance in that most recent game, and that is it looked concerning. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta United attendance ranks top ten in the world. Well, it's not, not not for long. Not for long. Uh. Yeah, I can't find anything. Whatever, I just yeah. remember tweets of pictures that's good of enough. a very, very empty-looking uh, Megatron. I forget that's what they call it. Uh, I miss Megatron. I miss Calvin Johnson. More football. Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson deserved better. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Lions. Anyway. Well, uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions of MLS. Uh, we got the hey, fire. Oh, that's so uh, the yeah, Nashville I the game. game. I, was, I was watching Space Jam. <laughs> I, I, I made plans with friends I hadn't seen in a while for Saturday night. And they're like, oh, let's go watch the Space Jam movie. I'm like, all right, cool. What time? They're like, oh, 7, like 30-ish. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. And then the day before, I'm like, wait a second. There was a fire game wait I should be second. covering. But at that point, it was too late. And I had fun watching Space Jam. 
I also had fun getting to the theater, checking my phone, and seeing it was 2 0 Nashville in the 18th minute. And it uh, only that got, was a nightmare. It didn't get much better from there. The thing with it is like. The fire played a good team. Johan Kapel- Kapelhoff did like an any percent speed run. <laughs> Disaster class from Johan Kapelhoff. Any percent speed run. And he just. And he just. He'd been playing better too because he'd been back playing center back. He'd been in the new system. He'd been playing better. I yeah, I guess he just pooped himself that day. He just he just went on the field and pooped himself, and that happens to be fair to everyone. But it's unfortunate that. And who knows? Maybe if he didn't, the Fire would still lose anyway. Because for some reason, Jonathan Bornstein got benched. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, uh, there, the the big thing to mention right now, I, I had it in random things, but it is something that has to do with this game. Uh, Rafael Vicky had a uh, had a family emergency back home in Switzerland, so he's been gone. For the national game, and he's going to be gone for the DC game, which means Frank Klopas is in charge, which is exactly what uh, RJ did not want <laughs> to have happen. Uh, RJ, in fact, even mentioned that even if he cannot be on this episode, he wants us to have a quick official RJ fraud alert uh, TM uh, about Frank Klopas. It's a shame he had to come in for an actual tough game against an actual good team. I just scrolled up in our in our Discord and I completely forgot about like this massive news thing that I was gonna mention, but I don't think I can mention it at this point. We've we've gone way past the NWSL. <laughs> life comes at you fast. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, life comes at you fast. But yeah, we can talk Lopez. about it. There might be more int- more stuff about it next week. Frank Lopez. It's about it's about. Uh, it's about Alyssa Hugh. Uh, for those yeah. who know about NWSL, it's about Alyssa Hugh. So you'll probably know what I'm talking about. Frank Lopez is just like, he's like, he's, he's, he's everyone's uncle for the fire. Like he rocks he's a, around. He he's tries a great his guy. Best. He's not great at what he does, but he tries he's, his he's best. A he's a great guy. Person. My favorite, yeah, my favorite Frank Lopez story. Do you remember how there used to be the pop-up shop in Chicago? Like, it was like downtown. Yeah. The fire had like a little. Yeah, I know that one. They were unveiling the new kit, so there was like a party thing, everyone's together. And a bunch of people, like Frank Lopez, were just stood in the crowd and no one interacted with him. It was so tough to see. Like, I remember one lady actually asked him to move out the way so she could like keep walking. I'm like, that's Frank Lopez, that's a club legend, just stood there. And for some reason, I didn't interact with him either. Like, I thought it was too <laughs> funny to ignore him. So I just, I just ignored him like everyone else did. And it, it's kind of cold, but yeah, that's the that's how Frank Lopez was the fire. That man yeah. won us a U.S. Open Cup. What are you? Th- <laughs> get him, get, get him back in the commentary booth. I, oh. I wanted him back. Oh, God, there was a there was a something there was something throughout the entire uh, the entire broadcast. Their mics were peaking so much, and I hated it. Uh, they had a, a deal. they had horrible audio quality in that game, and I feel like I, I don't I don't know, man. That might be the reason why we lost because it's just no, terrible it's audio not, quality. Uh, as much as I want to blame Tony Miola and Tyler, it was Terrence. it was Terrence's mic specifically. It was his mic specifically that was just like so bad. And I kept tweet. I was like adding people everywhere. Like as many, I was adding Terrence. I was adding Miola. It's like somebody please tell the audio producer to fix the gosh darn mic. I'll tell a story that really, what got me. I was doing research for an article, so I was looking at the highlights of last year Nashville Fire game. And the way the fire scores is that Pineda picks up the ball in midfield because oh, he's playing center back, dribbles forward, no pressure on him, and he plays the through ball to Sekulich, who scores. And even though it's clear that Pineda's the one on the ball, he's the one that plays the pass, he's the one that gets the assist, the fire score. And Tony Miola, with like all the confidence in the world, goes, and what a ball from Georgi Mihailovic! And that absolutely got me. It's hysterical. It's so funny. 
Like Georgie Mihailovic isn't even involved in the play, I don't think. And it's it's so good, man. So I have some, I, how I much have money some would it cost to just buy Arlo Matt, Arlo White? Or just buy two competent dudes. I don't want to know the names of the commentators anymore. I just want them to be the average dudes who get the job done. Bring back Dan Kelly. Bring back I have some, back in the booth. I have some All maths. Right, go, go to the actual analysis now. Big I have some maths. Why have I called you big man? <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm so at six foot three calling other people big man when I'm the biggest man out here. Biggest man out here. <laughs> uh I have some I have some maths. Uh maths. Uh oh wait a second. I have it on Twitter. I don't need to look it back up again. Looking back up again is gonna take way too long. Uh but I do have some maths about the game that like there was some really dumb stuff that happened with Okay, so first of all, Alvaro Madron, he's been he's been the focal point of our offense the entire like the past two games before this. So like obviously he should be important. Against Nashville, the game did not run through Madron. Do you want to take a guess at who the game ran through? Well, I think you put it in the notes, right? Was it Frankowski and Alcide had good games? They had good games, but it did not run through them. Was it Herbers then? Nope. I don't know. Probably the was the center center back Pineda. Uh, Pineda did have a big effect on that game. He did have a lot of touches, but it was not him. Go on then. The player with the most attempted passes, uh, tied with Madron on this part, but like in touches, he was he had more touches than uh, yeah, he had way more touches than Madron. He like apparently had like more uh, not more carries than Madron, but more carries than everybody else. Uh, was Wyatt Amsberg? Wyatt Amsberg attempted 47 passes. He got like, he got 63 touches of the ball. Uh, he got 21 touches in the middle third of the pitch as well, uh, for some strange reason. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, he made the most of being back, to be fair. Uh, the problem is that, like, he's not, you don't, he's not an attacking player. He's not the kind of guy that you want to have doing that. But he's our guy who's like playing the most uh, most balls forward. He had the most uh, most progressive distance in passing, like the most distance traveled forward. Which in every single other game, it's been like Madron by a long shot, uh, Madron by a long shot, and of course Bobby Shuttleworth right beneath him because you know where else is Bobby Shuttleworth going to pass the ball instead of forward? You know. So yeah. White Amsberg was the one who was dom- who was running the game essentially, which is not a good thing. You shouldn't have White Amsberg running the game. You shouldn't have Bornstein running the game if he was in the game. If anything, uh, I I did take a look at this, uh, and there was something with the uh, with the let's just see here. Where is the? I had where to go. I had a I had a heat map. Of okay, here's the heat map. I'm gonna just post it here. On the left side of this heat map is uh, Dax McCarty. On the right side of it is Alvaro Madron. Uh, and you can see uh, from this, you can see like a very big hole in the middle on Madron's heat map, where that's filled in on the other side of on the other side on Dax's heat map, where Dax was playing. So you can tell Madron was getting man marked by Dax. He was Madron was getting no time no time of day from Dax. So obviously. You know, Madron can't exactly do that much from that position, but you don't have it be Amsberg. If anything, you have the person who's running the game at that point be Herbers. 
Yeah, he doesn't need to actually shoulder. fully run the game, but like he's designated to be the uh, the uh, Cabeza, the guy just running around. He get the ball to him, he takes it up into the attack, and then you know Nacho figures it out from there. So I I don't know what they're supposed to be, what they're trying to do. Like it looked like such a different tactical style. That's the thing. So I don't know how much Klopas changed. And there's a lot of people saying it's not Klopas's fault. It's like the team is already bad. Like, yeah, the team is already pretty dang bad. But there's just something different with the way they're playing. If you look at the if you look at the measurements, there's something different about the way they played. I think they just played a better team, to be fair. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> obviously, that too. But the I mean, fire, to ha- the to fire... be for, obviously, you know, they if you took if you take this in a normal way, the fire have lost two one. If you look at it normally, because obviously the any percent speed run to the worst game ever from Kappelhoff, you know. But if you yeah. take that out, it's just a 2-1 loss. And I think that that's a bit more fair. But at the same time, the Fire just didn't play like they had been playing for the past two games in terms of just where they were looking for the ball. So you yeah, want to... and, and I don't know. It, it could be you maybe Klopas could be much. them. It could be them playing on the road. It could be them playing against a decent team. It's all. It could be Kapoff deciding to just poop himself. Maybe I don't know. Say something, say something else about Space Jam since you don't watch the game. Space Jam 2 is it's a, it's a good film, is what I'll keep saying about I it. I said say, say something else about it. It is. Um, hmm. It just. It just what was, it, what was the most fun? What was the most fun live action cameo? Uh, Foghorn Leghorn gets ejected, which is funny. I said. Um, I said live action. Live action. Oh, watch. Well, like I mean, a real the person. The opposite. Um, at, at halftime, they make a reference to how they found they found Michael Jordan to come save them because you know, like an old. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, it's and the Michael B. Jordan walks up. Okay. It, 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 it's, oh, Michael B. Jordan was in uh, the two K. Was in like one of the two K games. Remember that? I think so. Yeah, I remember hearing about that or something. Like, uh, I played it, and it was like this weird thing with like Michael B. Jordan is your teammate, and there's like this weird oh, yeah. thing about orange juice, and then there's a character called B that is the most annoying thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I played. <laughs> I played the one where the friend dies in a car crash when you get drafted, or like when you're about to make it big. Do you know what? Have you ever seen memes about that one? I have. I don't think I've seen memes about that, but I think where I remember the char- playing the character's in that. Name, the character's name frequency vibrations. What a stupid game 2K is sometimes. You know, I have this whole thing about the way that like sports games try to bring in story and they don't do well. What's okay? The journey. Yeah, the journey is the only good one that I can think of. And even that is like, eh, there's a lot of bad parts of that. Like they force you to play for the galaxy. And, they, know, the way, and they, they force you to play for Real Madrid, too. The way you play like, for the galaxy. No, you're excited to play. Line, to be fair. Well, it's a great storyline. But I mean, they should be like, you have to play in MLS. Choose what team in MLS you want to go to. Well, yeah, that's obviously because the, they did all the face scans for the Galaxy and just the yeah. Galaxy. Uh, but it's like they're just like, oh, it's your dream to play for Real Madrid. You're playing for Real Madrid. You love it, right? You love it, right? <laughs> Man. Or like how when like how the narrative was like the you're, you're a team and they sign a big name striker. But if you want to play for West Brom, for some reason, West Brom signs yeah. Harry Kane. Like, wait like, a second. Oh, man. And, and, and then, like, you can score three goals in each of your sub-appearances, but you will still be sent down to, like, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Life is strange. Uh, life is strange uh, before the storm. Uh, we can uh, preview the... Too. Uh, 
Or no, it's always calmest before the storm. I'm a moron. What am I on about? I was talking about the video game, Life is Strange no, Before the Storm. Yeah, Bourbon makes a good joke about Life is Strange, and it is special. I, I've mentioned in the past, it's, very, it's, it's a good thing. Rachel Ambler, Rachel Amber is a very good character. Um, anyway, DC preview. <laughs> uh, how good are DC? I haven't checked the yeah, Mustangs in a while. Uh, DC is, like, iffy right now. Like, they're solidly mediocre. Uh, they're not winning much, they're not losing much, they're just solidly mediocre. But uh, the thing that I do notice is that uh, Nashville had a very good XG difference, XG goal differential, uh, coming into the game against the Fire, and DC also has a very Uh-oh. good XGD. Fair. Here comes the XG. Here comes the XG. Uh, they have, like, I think it, it's not, like, the third best in the league. Where is this? Well, while you find okay, that, I can't, I can't, I can't compare it this very well. But like, okay, top is Nashville. Then you got like two Western Conference teams: uh, Los Angeles Sporting KC, then NYCFC, and yeah, fifth place in XGD is DC United. So they're a team that should be scoring more and should be allowing less goals. Hey, if they're not bad, they have a chance against the fire. Yeah, because the fire lost at home to Montreal and Cincinnati. Let me just so check their chance. Their goals minus XG, and honestly, that's not bad. Allowed uh, goals versus uh, minus XG, uh, that's not that bad either. In fact, they're allowing slightly less goals than their expected goals. So, oh, like they are a mediocre team. They're playing about as good as they should be, which is kind of scary for the fire. Because, you know, they've on- the Fire have only done well against teams that are playing worse than they should be. Yeah, that are absolute stinkers. And now the Fire will be without Johan and Calvo, so always works out to... Wait, no. Who? Oh, Bornstein will then come back in the team, so it'll be Bornstein, Pineda, Almsberg. Yeah. And Which, then, did Bears I- come off with the that. halftime of the Nashville game? Of the Nashville or, game? Or did 4 just come on at half? Uh... No, uh, Gaston and O4 came on at halftime for Herbers and Barrich. Jimenez is probably going to start that on Wednesday. Hopefully, O4 does as well. I hope O4 starts, but I don't know if I want Gaston to start. Although, at the same time, the reason why I didn't want Gaston to start was like, oh, you wait until they lose. Well, they yeah. lost because, like, Kapelhoff is like. The, the big thing that I mentioned about Kapelhoff was the reason why I think that he did so poorly. Uh, and I, and, like somebody else agreed, but not in the same way. About uh, Bor- if Bornstein starts the game and he is cap and Bornstein is captain and not Kapilov, I don't think Kapilov does as many stupid mistakes. Because huh. I think Kapilov was feeling pressure with being captain in that game, and also he just plays better with Bornstein. That's just yeah, who it. Knows? He just plays better with him around. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not valuing Bornstein's impact as a leader and stuff on the field. Because fair play to him, it seems to be better when he's playing. Exactly. So, I mean, as, as an actual player, he's not much. He does not do much. He does not add much as oh. a player. But as a leader, he is th- the best captain that the Fire have. Until Calvo comes back from his, suspended world, <laughs> his suspension in the Gold Cup. It is funny seeing a Fire player do that, but whatever. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, uh, well, I mean, we have two games to preview, so we'll do the, uh, we'll do the uh, score prediction for this one, and then we'll start previewing the Toronto game, too, because that's Saturday. The DC DC. game is Wednesday. 
Are you going to do the thing? It's a home game. It's a home game. No, I know. It's still too. It's a home game. DC is like, as I said, solidly mediocre. I think that the Fire can beat a solidly mediocre team at home. There it is. At home, yeah. Well, I mean, there's the thing is, I keep saying this that the reason why I keep predicting them is because the Fire could play the Toon Squad at home, and you'd pick them. I mean, the thing is. The thing with the fire right now is that, like, there are some certain things that I think, okay, if they just fix this, they can be a better team. I, th- I keep telling people that. I think that it's more likely that the fire... Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think that there's more, peop- there's, there's more of a chance that the fire make the, make the playoffs than the Red Stars. Big if true. Big. You, I know they changed systems since then. They figured out the more things. But this fire team has lost at home to Cincinnati. And they have, a, but they have a better chance because they, there's some small things that they can work on that can easily fix things. And the thing is, is that like finally they did start working on them. They did start fixing them. We did see, we did start to see more pressing. When they started pressing more, they started actually getting chances. So if they do all of these things right, and if they they play the right players, the right spots, the right times, they can do well. It's just about doing that. So I think that you know. I don't know. 3 1 win. Okay. 3 1 win for fire. Toronto no longer stink because they no longer have Chris Armis, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the fire lose night. And that game's in Toronto, isn't it? Or no, it's quote at home. Unquote, it's like, oh, that game. That's a home game. So home games. Uh, the fire also lost the home to Cincinnati, though, so <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, is, I mean, that, is, that, is, that, is, that was a big one. Start playing again? Uh, they, is he, is he he, they put him on like they put him on late in the game. I think that was what oh, okay. happened. Okay, so if he starts, then he's scoring too. Yeah, Josie Altidore scored in seventy second minute uh, after coming on the sixty fourth for Dom Dwyer. Uh, Dom Dwyer's with Toronto. Oh, man, oh, Dom Dwyer, Dom Dwyer stinks. <laughs> um, enough of the Dom Dwyer slander, though. Yeah, Toronto did the thing that everyone knew they should have: is get rid of Chris Armis because he's the root of the problems. And they uh, have they won a game against like New England, and then they took a draw against uh, Orlando. That's de- that's a decent run of games, and as long as they don't absolutely stink against the fire, they've got a chance to win because of the fire of the fire. Yeah, but I still am going to predict a two uh, 0 win for the fire on uh, that one. One one. I think well, if, if the fire if the fire lose against DC. I don't think I see them beating Toronto. If they do lose to DC, I don't see them winning. But that's, that's, if I a, carry logi- on- that's a logical uh, explanation, but you have to remember this is MLS. Things make little sense in this league. I've had to explain uh, chaos, uh, sports chaos theory to uh, NWSL fans recently with the own nice. goal stuff. So um, that's fair. something stupid always happens, and that's just how we have. George Altidore bicycle kicked the ball into the back of his own net somehow in confusion. Uh, he scores a, another own goal oh, for the Red Stars. You know it's not going to be good though for the fire? Because imagine Josie Altidore steps on the field, looks up at the ring of fire, sees Chris Armis' name, gets upset and scores a hat trick. That could be a problem <laughs> for the fire. That could be a big old they'll problem. Take it, they'll take it down just for that game. <laughs> uh, they probably should, to be fair. Oh, like, like the one joke that we said about uh, somebody call, about uh, Terrence calling uh, Diego Costa... Argentinian and or, he, uh, Brazilian, well, Brazilian, yeah, and, and then he just like sort of just fl- he flies up into the <laughs> box. 
Um, like a man then, possessed, he flies. Because I know they they confirmed Vicky was going to miss the Wednesday's game, but do we know? Do we, have conf- do we have confirmation he'll be there for um, Saturday's game, or is I don't that still Saturday? That's I don't know about Saturday. They they just said he's going to miss miss the Man, next two games. Hopefully, Klopas can because like you know how I feel about this fire team, but hopefully Klopas can get a win for Klopas' sake. Because I I have a soft spot for Uncle Frank Klopas. Yeah, uh, I would like to see him win in Soldier Field again. That's true. He's going to sub himself on and score like he did against Columbus in the in the Cup final. Yeah. And then he's going to get a child from the stands. <laughs> forgot about this. That's why Bornstein didn't play, because he had to take care of the kid. <laughs> it's just a stupid thing. It's yours now. <laughs> Handing children down onto the pitch. Wonderful. That should be the man of the match trophy. Whoever gets, whoever's the man of the match is going to have a kid to, <laughs> that they have to deal with. Have a child. We'll have to deal just, with the child for the next week. They should week. just rotate that child. So, like, if Bornstein gets the man of the match, he takes care of the child for the week until the next game, and then whoever gets it then has him for, like, a few days. That's perfect. What a stupid way to end this podcast. Uh, you know, we've ended it in much stupider ways, let's be real here. Yeah, fair enough. I'm jiggling. Yeah, up the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm still big mad Adnan. <laughs> big man. Eat the rich. <laughs>